Hello and welcome. Alright, who's got the cold open this week? I guess it's Devin. To this Mormon life, a show that teaches you how to honor <laughs> God and live respectfully. And we were going to have Queen herself, Stephanie Meyer, on the podcast to discuss the upcoming Twilight remake. But things Do fell you just, through. We're not, we haven't done the Twilight episode yet. We're going to get to that, I promise. I already have a guest star picked out for that one. Do you just sit in the shower and dream these <laughs> up? Uh, not the shower, you, like, but when I pace my apartment, I'm like, one, I'm going to do one where I start singing the opening to Jesus Christ Superstar, and I'm going to be like, hello and welcome everyone to the official Broadway theater podcast, the podcast that brings the dramatic <laughs> back to the theater. What are we doing today, everybody? Hello, uh, my name is Amber Autumn, she, her. And I am Reggie, the honored guest. I am uh, they slash he. I don't actually think I knew that name. I think that's a new name that I didn't know about. Um, Reggie is my Rochester name because everyone in Ohio calls me Ray, and we're, like, done with that. And we're done with Ohio. We're, fuck Ohio. Fuck Ohio. Uh, hey, fuck like Ohio. I said, you can keep that in the pod. Fuck Ohio in particular. Fuck Pennsylvania as well. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Ohio. That's the description of the episode. <laughs> There's also one other person here, in addition to me and Reggie. Oh, it's me. It's Prince Devin. I'm one of the co-hosts of the pod. This uh, this podcast in question is, of course, original podcast Do Not Steal, a podcast where every week Devin and I, and occasionally someone who isn't Devin and I, um, get on the podcast and we talk about fucking some kind of original property or some kind of like property or media franchise and how to we, we make an original character in that property sometimes we have a person on who can talk about a property that we don't know shit about and today we almost have that because reggie's gonna be talking to us about uh the 100 do you want to talk do we do we do devin and i want to talk about the 100 first before because i know that once we get you talking you are never gonna stop oh, talking oh my god that is a character trait of mine, and I will fess up to I, it. I fucking love it about you. It's um, <laughs> uh, uncritical support for friends who cannot shut the fuck up for a single second. Um, uh, <laughs> I actually have seen the first season of okay. The 100. I know. I really, I really saved that reveal for being on air, but I, I have seen it. That's so um, exciting. Is it? That's good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I, I saw the first season. I know the big reveal that happens at the end of the first season. Devin, have you seen any of it? I've seen, like, a clip randomly, I think, one time at Katrina's Peepaw's house. And I went, that looks like a sexy apocalypse. I'm going to keep watching Arrow. Surely this will be worth it. Oh, right, so, sweet so... child. Not Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so the 100 of course is a, a cw uh, show about teenagers in the apocalypse and also later it becomes some other things as well reggie do you want to take us from there do you want to tell us a little bit more about this fucking show okay i encourage uh questions and interruptions okay i, I will duly noted i will start with housekeeping first off um a la craig and andrew of overdue I will not shy away from spoiling story beats if necessary. Uh, so this show is like seven seasons long and every other season ends with a mass extinction or a genocide or fucking both if they're really feeling it. So if I reveal a character is dead, that's the more likely ending. If I reveal somebody is alive, that is the spoiler. <laughs> 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 I 
I wish that wasn't the truth, but it honestly is. So um, I will, if I am going to do a spoiler, tell you what season, and I will try to keep it to a sentence so you can like do like the little 15-second skip boy. We love it. Sure, uh, sure. But yeah, so I'm going to be really fast and loose because the joy of the show is just like the stress of watching these humans find ways to survive in increasingly desperate and whacked out situations. And then seeing like what parts of humanity they keep, but also everyone is gay and there's like actual diversity. We love to see it. Oh, good. Like most of we the love to see it. Most of the leaders are women, and I'm like, ooh, gatekeep girl boss, like gaslight. We love it. Um. <laughs> are you telling me that the liberal, that the left bi coastal elites <laughs> have taken the apocalypse from me? It's supposed to belong to anti Semitic Mel Gibson. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh it literally is so femme focused and like the one guy character is like always on the wrong side so like it's completely fine you know i'm about to i'm gonna definitely uh contradict myself because all of my favorite characters are the guys so like eek but also yeah actually that makes sense better housekeeping that's like actually important content warning so suicide addiction gruesome death it's kind of hard to talk up uh, talk about the show without like, out all of that, and if I have to talk about my favorite character, suicide's gonna come in. So just warning for the peeps. Good content warning. Thank you. So would you like to start with a general concept, like big picture? We can like we can start there, and then we can go into like yeah, the character you, beats. You talked a little bit before we got on air about how in the show, every season, the setting is like completely different than every other season. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, there, and you said there's seven fucking seasons of this show. There is so, seven fucking yeah, seasons. Like, yes. <laughs> the seventh season General is concept and also where are we working? Okay. So, I, so what I'm going to probably stop us at is season two. Just to okay. keep it easy because if I don't, uh, you can't you can't you just uh, okay i have 20 minutes no way i'm sorry so like we'll get to like the like normal stuff so like general concept we have our main character slash like super blonde spoiled heroine clark giffen and she lives on something called the ark which is made up of like 12 space stations that kind of combine together into like this cool ring looking motherfucker thing sorry for the cussing but we know that there's supposed to be 13 stations and the 13th later is like missing, but we don't find out why until like season four. So I'll shut the f- shut up. Uh, but essentially what we know about the apocalypse is an AI launched literally every nuclear missile simultaneously and you get the answers why, but I'm also going to skip that because that's like way later that you understand why that the whole nuclear apocalypse is. So like we start off with like, radiation is like the big thing so anyway like clark is the daughter of the guy who discovers that the ark like which is the space station is running out of like air and so they have to call people because we go in hot immediate they're like we gotta we have to genocide these people um (laughs) because that's what the show is dear god um so essentially they're like we're gonna kill like half of our population so the others can live and he's like, uh, that's not fucking Bummer. cool. I'm gonna fucking tell some people. And they're like, um, actually, that's a space crime. And all space crimes are punishable by death. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 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 um, it's, 
<laughs> I need. I just need to know if that's like just a fun verbal flourish, or if they're in universe like you broke the space law. No, no, it is definitely me being facetious. It is not called space crime. It's just called oh, treason. But... I wish it was called space law. <laughs> and this is why they need me in the writers' room. I will make this fun, motherfuckers. Um, get, get Reggie <laughs> to reboot Judge Dredd, please. <laughs> <laughs> so like we have like our first thing is like hey do we kill people and her dad's like no and they're like cool you dead now too so they literally do what they call floating which is you're out of the airlock classic sci-fi move right but classic sci-fi move absolutely classic so clark is under 18 and under like the laws they don't kill them until they're 18 so literally everyone in space jail Sorry, I shouldn't call it that, but like it's space. No, jail. you should call it space jail. Um, everyone in space jail is a kid. You're right. Because if you're an adult, you just get killed instantly for any crime. Like, oh, you stole something dead. So like, bummer. We know that within like first episode. So like, who? So we we have Clark in jail as the setup. So we know that she's like super spoiled, super smart, blah blah blah. But jail. At this point, we can definitely stop and talk about how prisons and the death penalty should be abolished. But, like, we don't have to. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. I just don't know that I'm going to have that much to, to contribute on that front. I'm, like, yeah. Everyone listening to this already agrees that okay. the prison system is bad. So, Do you, or maybe maybe the Nazis are listening. I don't know. We talk about them a lot. Like oh I I will go one step further. Not only am I pro space prison and space uh, capital punishment, I am pro Jeff Bezos' plan to move all of our pollution and factories into space. Just just fucking <laughs> let your bones oh slowly God. become the, softer. Doing the Superman thing in an Amazon and- factory. It's fine. It's very brave of you to come out as pro-space junk. I really didn't know that about you, Devin. Our rich fiefdom overlords deserve to just ship us all off to space and live in their pristine mansions and have terrible divorce haircut. Elon Musk, you shitty haircut-having motherfucker. And the hat. Don't forget the hat. We're from Indiana. We're yeehaw enough to couldn't, like, talk about how shitty the cowboy hat was, right? Oh, <laughs> Why does he have that hat? Why? God, Jeff Bezos sounds like if Sylvester Stallone was a surfer, bro. It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. It didn't even fit. I'm living this super exciting life where I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. I want you to know that the richest man on fucking earth can't even buy a hat that fits. Fuck this dude. Uh... For, you like, know, other Be- reasons as well, but mostly the hat, right? You know Bezos is his stepdad's name? Why? What? Yeah, his his real dad was like a was a struggling unicyclist, <laughs> like abandoned the family to pursue the noble art of being a unicorn of being a unicycle rider. <laughs> what? That's a real thing. You're fucking lying to me. I wish. You know, I didn't expect the Bezos talk, but it's not wrong based off of some of the shit that happened. So like. Yeah, fuck space capital punishment and fuck Jeffrey Bezos. So, uh... Amen. <laughs> so anyway, the, uh, how do we solve this problem is, okay, what if we just send all of our prisoners, which happen to be teenagers, down to Earth and see if they live? 
because prisoners are expendable, uh, which, uh, um, anger. California. Um, just don't get me. Yeah, the fucking fires. Oh, the fucking. Okay. Ooh, don't get me started about prison stuff. We'll be on it forever. But either way, so we have our heroine, Clark, who, fuck her. Um, sorry, I hate Clark. <laughs> um, hi, I hate the. Main, okay. I hate our main character with a fiery passion. We'll get into it. But so she's like the, fine. the presumed leader because she's the bougie bitch. And by episode three, we have two mercy killings and a murder. So like we go into it and we're introduced to our other two like big name characters. What I think are the big names are Bellamy and Octavia Blake. And they are brother and sister. And in universe, um, there's a one child policy. And Octavia is arrested for being the second born. And Bellamy is only on the ship because he snuck in. So, technically, we have a ship with 101 people, and then two people die on the way down. So, we end up with 99. So, like, um, false advertising. It should be called... False advertising! It should be called, like, the 99. Um, So, when we hit the ground, it's fucking teenagers, Lord of the Flies, obviously. So, Belle and O, um, Bellamy and Octavia, sorry, I can't... Ooh, we should not do nicknames. Um, Our team, woo, Teenage Rebellion. Let's just hedonist it up. And then Clark is like, actually, we need to save all of the adults, even though they definitely sent us down here to die. And I'm such a goody two-shoes. Please, guys, can we not? Um, I relate. So Clark drives a lot of, like, the moral action. Bellamy is like, you know what? Let's survive. And Octavia is like, how much of a hedonist can I possibly be in this moment? And so those are our big three frames of, like, our survival situation is, like, let's be the good guys let's survive and fuck it Um, i mean yeah that's (laughs) that's uh that's the way the brain breaks down ego super ego and whatever it's just save the adults who killed us i want to be fine and welcome to my stellantic fucknasium it is definitely i will admit the first season it is a fuck fest just saying uh so if that's not something you're into this is not the show for you, but yeah, it's definitely just Teenage Fuckfest. Um, I promised Anthony that I would say that at least once on the episode. You're welcome. We are getting uh, so far away from the Mormon quality hour. This isn't how you live. <laughs> so like, okay, so our other major players are Raven Reyes, who's our handy dandy mechanic in the Brainiac. Technically, she's an engineer because like big major brainiac you don't meet her until season two it's fine john murphy who is my trash son and is notable for devon literally the biggest heel to face turn of the show um hoping i was going to activate something with that Uh, thank you i i appreciate that so much (laughs) you're welcome but also yeah he is like the biggest heel you want to stomp his face in and then by the end you're like that's my son and you don't do anything to my son god damn it i guess that's a spoiler because he lives sorry guys <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> I didn't that's mean- okay i watched the first season and i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch anymore so i don't care i'm fine <laughs> okay so we have jasper and monty and those are like our last two like main we follow them around kind of people and those are the i like to call them the good noodle duo because they are notice like notable for being anti genocide. We love a bare minimum queen. Um, oh. <laughs> and oh, I relate to that. I'm also anti genocide. I think it's bad. <laughs> like Monty's major quote is literally like, "Be the good guys." And I'm like, "Okay, thanks, man." But also that line. <laughs> I, will, I will admit, 
Yeah, dude. The timing of when it is said does make me cry, but that is because I cry at the time. Like, just any anything makes me cry. And I will just say, anyone I have not mentioned in the that you see in the first episodes, they either don't make it or they get sidelined. So, uh... Apologies if you liked anyone else from the first couple episodes, because bad news, bad news fam. So from a character perspective, I will say my favorites are Jasper and Murphy. Content warning, again, Jasper is definitely considered like a minor character, but he is part of like the core group. But his whole arc is definitely how I would feel about most of the situations. So, like, he's the one to discover the big twist that there are people already living on the ground, aka by getting a spear through the fucking stomach and getting, like, strung up in a tree. So, like, hey, we immediately meet the indigenous population and they're like, um, who the fuck are you? I guess we have to murk you? Uh, (laughs) so, like, surprise. So, like, obviously that's his first major trauma is, like, almost dying via uh, indigenous people who are rightfully defending themselves. And then he gets to watch his friends get killed in some pretty traumatic scenes. I'm going to spoil Jasper up to season four. I apologize, but I will try to stay away from actual story beats. He watches his crush fall for another guy, and that guy gets point blank executed. His actual girlfriend burns up from radiation. That's the perfect time to make a move. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, literally, holy shit, that episode, I can't. But, like, then his actual girlfriend gets burned up from radiation due to his, like, friends going genocide mode. So, like, that's not great. Um, So his friends kill his girlfriend. We don't love that. He then gets offered a fix. That's a spoiler. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. But, like, by the end of that season, he's putting a gun to his chin. And so we already know that, like, he's not feeling it. And so he, by, like, season four, is head of what we, is called the DNR faction you know, do not resuscitate. And essentially it's a live life to the fullest and die as you may in response to the news of season three and four spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Gonna actually say one. um, That a second fucking apocalypse is gonna come. I'm sorry. Not one nuclear apocalypse. We are on two nuclear apocalypses. Woo! Yeah, that's right. We love it because the nuclear reactors that are left on Earth melt down. Wow! We did it! So he does end up killing himself in season four and becomes like the fourth main person that we follow to die. And I think his death and reaction is definitely why the show is so good because you get at least one person reacting the way you would to the shit that's happening. And like he is like the chemist, you know, like that's his archetype. And how he kills himself is like via like hallucinogens. Essentially, he just overdoses on... Sorry, again, this is why there was a content warning. But So, like, at first, the show does a really bad job at, like, understanding that it wasn't a coward move to do that. Then later, we realized that it was just... That's how the characters' reactions were happening at the time. And later on, people start to appreciate why he may have done it, a.k.a. the chronic pain, the grief. And we see Raven, um, one of our main people, the engineer, she is also disabled later in the show. And she provides a foil for how Jasper was handling his pain because she also deals with the addiction, but you see her come out the other side stronger. And, like, that's not a moral judgment either way. It's just you kind of get to see both sides of what happens when you have someone with just the biggest mental health issues. And, I mean, obviously the show is super traumatic because there's constant death. 
And so, like, I, as, like, a, so, someone who lives with chronic pain, like, really, really related to those two characters. And, like, I understand wanting to be like, fuck it, let's get high. I mean, if you're getting told you have 20 hours before you get radiated, like, I'm on team fuck it. Right? And Monty is Jasper's best friend, and he watches him overdose. And his first reaction is anger. And I can say that's, like, the perfect reaction to grief. Like, instead of going for, like, what no most TV shows do where somebody's crying, right? They show him pissed. Like, he is fucking mad. And, like, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody grieving, but, like, anger is definitely one of the biggest common emotions. It's not just the crying, right? And so you get to see, like, these people, like, at their worst, and you get to see, like, how they keep that humanity, like I said earlier. And, like, part of why he's mad, he's like, I love you so fucking much. Like, why did you do this? You know, like, I love you. And we even see Monty, like eventually understand season six spoiler here Monty ends up making the same decision in a different way essentially jasper's whole thing was i want to choose my own death i don't want to have to deal with getting shot by somebody random like all of my friends are getting right and Monty chooses you know what all of these people are in cryo which i i can't we can't we can't go into that but he essentially says sure. hey something is wrong with the ship i am going to stay awake and make sure that all these people make it to the new planet. And so in the end, we see Monty making the same decision, and he understands Jasper better for that. And like he reads Monty's note, like he reads Jasper's note to him during that season. And so we finally get the whole thing where like at first you think, oh god, the showrunners are calling suicide cowardly, and then you get it, oh shit, they just didn't understand yet because they were kids. And so like as they become like 20-year-olds. They finally are like, no, yeah, I can see why somebody would choose something or the other. Like, it was a choice that he made. Who am I to judge him, right? So, like, back to the actual plot summary. <laughs> but, like, the first big twist besides, like, do we kill everyone is we find out that there are people who survived what is called the Prime Fire. Because, of course, it has its own language. And that is essentially what the Grounders, which are the people living on Earth, call the Apocalypse. And Octavia is our, like, she is our pro-grounder person. She embraces them literally and figuratively to the point where she actually joins one of their clans. And, like, for the, when it comes to the grounders, um, the big important ones are Indra. She's, she is the leader of Tree Crew, one of the clans. There are 12. We're not going to do it. And she's notable because she is the one of the first grounders to form an alliance with Sky Crew, even though Sky Crew is what we call the people who are from the Ark. It's fine. They're going to, I'm going to go grounders, sky people, and it's usually tree crew or sky crew. So tree crew, grounders, sky crew, sky people. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a sci-fi. What do you want? So Indra. No, I. Yeah. It's fine. You're fine. So like Indra shows us like, this is how the traditional, traditional indigenous people think. We then have her foil in Lexa, who is the commander of the coalition of like the clans. And she shows the merciful hip like new agey way that the grounders could be right aka less murder also she's one of our two lesbians Woo, we yeah we love lexa yes 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 uh, sorry so excited literally no you're right literally the f i was like oh, a lesbian i'm gonna cry <laughs> because like back in 2014 we still did not have a lot of gay tv bare minimum 
do the least queen we love you <laughs> literally just be <laughs> on the show um so lexa is the commander which yes give us the, the bare minimum <laughs> yes. loki said a bit of both yes yes <laughs> so like she is called hedda in the language of the show and that's important to remember like so i'll circle back but notice that the grounders use a military title for their leader and the quote that we hear often is from the grounders is juice drain, juice down, which means blood must have blood. So we know how they feel about everything, right? Like, and even to their dead and dying, they say, you gon' place to Odon, which means your fight is over. To them, life is always about fighting. And so we get the foil in the Skyker people who are like, well, what if we like had a little bit of fun? And so like Sky Crew tells their people, maybe we meet again. You know, like this very beautiful poem. Oh God, I don't know if I can remember. I think it's like, in life, may you leave the shore. Oh God, or something about the next one. I don't, re- I don't remember, but essentially on our final journey to the ground, may we meet again. Essentially saying like, we all get buried on the earth, blah, blah, blah. So like, it's very much, instead Cute. of saying like, your fight is over, versus may we meet again like we're it's supposed to be like setting up like hey these are two very different societal views and it doesn't ever choose which one is right which i appreciate because they could have gone that route thank god they did not so i will say like you can also tell which side of the sky crew versus like grounder situation somebody is on by what they say when they are dying or what somebody says to them when they are dying so, like, our first grounder to fall in love with a sky person says, may we meet again as he is getting point-blank executed by, like, by the sky people. He says their thing because he's in love with one of the girls, right? And so we see that his heart is literally with her because of what he says as he's dying. And, like, that character who watches her grounder boyfriend get shot straight up in the face oh boy, literally exclusively uses your fight is over for the rest of the time. Essentially, she says, I'm no longer one of you. I'm a grounder. And she completely assimilates into their culture. And you can literally hear that through which part of the language they're using. Love it. Oh, that's really cool. I love that. Because exactly, you can tell, like, even if they are using trig, which is like the, like, the language, they right. might be translating their stuff into it so they can talk. But you can tell that they are still like, I am a sky person, if they're still using their words, but in that language. And it's like the same backwards, like, you can still tell that person is pro-grounder, even if they are doing it in English. So it's nice. Um, but like, so the clan system is pretty important. But at this point, the big bad isn't actually just the grounders. There is a second faction of quote-unquote grounders called the Mountain Men. And they're supposedly advanced people who live in Mount Weather, which is like a nuclear bunker. So we find out these people didn't just survive. They've been like in this bunker and they are essentially genetically like us. They're from the before time, right? They've been locked in this bunker. They've never been exposed to anything. So season two, Spoiler City. Essentially, the mountain men are stealing people from both Grounder and Sky Crew camp to use their blood because... All of them are immune to radiation and via some hand wavy science that definitely sure. would not fucking work. 
Uh, listen, listen. It's called Project. What's that? What's that nectar of? The, it's called Project Ambrosia. That thing where rich people want the blood of young people, which is a real thing. You can look it up right now in your Google search engine and find it. It's Stop a startup. It. It's a startup. It's called Project Ambrosia. No, it's not. Stop <laughs> yes, it, it is. The only test they've done is on mice, that. and it barely fucking worked. And it's a real thing. You can sell uh, your young blood to rich old people, and it rules. That's awful. But it's essentially like, hey, your blood is a cure to radiation poisoning, and our people need to go outside to get supplies, so we're just going to drain you like cattle. And you're like, uh, no the fuck you aren't, right? Right? We're not going to let them happen, right? And so we have the, do we kill people on our own space station so that some of them can live? Which, yes, they kill 300. That. Not even a spoiler, end of season one, it's fine. How do we run our little tiny prison camp full of teenagers? The answer is poorly. Um, and do we like or hate <laughs> the indigenous people? And the answer is, ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and our other major dilemma is, do we kill these people who have stolen our people and are literally draining us for our blood? Yes. Um, so the you show- murder the old vampires. <laughs> So, like, the show has its own language, and we get a term that will follow Clark throughout the show here, and that's why I wanted to stop in season two. Um, the decision falls down to Clark, who is our, like, of course, every decision comes down to Clark, because who the fuck knows why. And it's, do I kill these people to save my own, including the innocent, or do I let them exploit, like, 50% of my population? And the grounders led by Lexa team up with Sky Crew led by Clark, and... Clark is convinced that they're going on a rescue mission. She says, I will not kill innocent people, right? I am here to get my people out and leave. That's all I want, right? And then she murders all the vampires because she's like, <laughs> none of them were innocent. Um, it's not, not that. So, like, after she sees what's done and technically Bellamy helps her, which is, like, our other, like, guy who's, like, pro-survival... She decides to literally irradiate the entire population. And, like, it's the first mass extinction caused by one of our heroes. Like, we've had mass extinction. Like, we know 300 people died on the Ark. But that wasn't done by one of our people. Our people were still good people, right? Our people were trying to be good. They are trying to change their life around. And what we see is Clark no mercy straight up open the vents irradiate this entire population of people deadpan stare like holy shit okay so i have a question yeah go you for said, it you said first genocide does that mean like this 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 happens more often with other characters um i wish i could say it was even other characters i hate clark <laughs> like i hate clark so much Clark Griffin is just the worst. Bellamy <laughs> is also the worst. The whole entire thing with Clark and Bellamy is they exist to be on the opposite sides of all problems. While also, like, are they going to make out? That's pretty good. Like, are they going to make out, though? The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> not, yes! Not, not even a spoiler. Bellamy has a dick like a magnet. So, like, if, 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 if again, spoiler if Bellamy doesn't fuck her. Like, it's fine. Also, go off, King. <laughs> but, like, this is where the language becomes really important. Because Clark's like, let's not fight, guys. Like, let's do it by the book. And then she's like, you know, these grounders and their blood must have blood mentality. Like, ugh, hate it. 
But by actively making that choice and actively pushing the button, she earns a title from the Grounders. She becomes Wanheda, which means the commander of death. So Clark finally surpasses Bellamy as the leader of, like, the Sky Crew group. But it also shows that Sky Crew is no better than all of the people on the ground. And in fact, they're even more cruel. Because, like, the Grounders are only killing people for survival. Clark does it out of straight-up fucking revenge. She kills that entire population, including the innocent, out of pure fucking revenge. And so the whole entire thing is, like, she does no mercy. And by season five spoiler... She literally gets to write a list of who gets saved and who does not get saved when they go into the bunker. And so, like, she is so fucked up. She is so Lady Macbeth. Like, she is trying to wash those hands fucking clean, but they are so fucking red she could never. So, like, so far that's season two, but I wanted to get through that because within months of landing, we see these like, slightly spoiled girl become this ruthless fucking killer willing to exterminate civilians to protect her own. And so Clark's motivation is, I will do literally anything, not even short of genocide, I will straight up kill this entire town as long as my people are safe. And then we see Bellamy, who starts off as the guy you think is gonna be Murder City, right? And he's this tough guy, right? But he becomes more by the book and less willing to cause violence. He becomes the diplomat by the, like, so like we go from him being the one like doing like, let's uh, string this dude up from a tree to becoming the person who's like, hey, maybe if we talk to them and we form a coalition and like, so we slowly get people doing, again, we love a face heel turn. <laughs> and then we see Octavia, who is the baby of the group, literally, like not literally, she's like 15 or 16. She literally puts her roots down with the grounders. She's, like, becoming one of them. She starts as someone who needs protected because she is baby to getting the title of Skyripa, which is death from above. And then eventually she becomes Bloodraina, which is the Red Queen. Because, like, blood is red, hint, hint, in season five. So we turn. she turns from the person who suffered from rationing and literally being hidden under a floor because she was an illegal fucking human instead become the one who lives by that blood must have blood kill who you have to kill them if you don't even have to kind of mentality and like it's so wild and like it's this is definitely a very complicated team political drama um but i figured this is probably like the best like high level overview is like we have these people who are put in this shitty situation and the fun of the show is what how far are they willing to go to survive to not survive like you know so any questions like what are they gonna sacrifice etc yeah yeah this all sounds sorry but this all sounds so much more thoughtful and nuanced and layered and interesting than i am used to a cw show being because when you were like oh cw i was like oh thank god it's just gonna be schlock and hot people fuck and i get to make a jokey fart character (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, they they do fuck. <laughs> so there is at least that. And but like it definitely is like all very over dramatically acted. The language is wild and like everything is like well, blah blah blah. Like you know everything's delivered like that, but like it is like so fucking good because 
you have so many people to choose from and each of those people is going through the same trauma event and all of them have such very different reactions. And like each of them ha gets put into at least one situation where they're like, okay, me versus this person. Or like me having to save this person versus this person. You get to see them in real time make that decision. Clark always goes full nuclear, <laughs> literally sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, radiation jokes, am I right? Uh, <laughs> and like, Bellamy is more targeted. He's not, let's kill this whole city. He's more like, you caused the death of this person, so maybe I'm going to kill you in particular. And Octavia is like, I don't know, are you in my way? You're not in my way, I guess you get to live. So it's like three very different reactions. Like Clark's like, well, I'm only doing it because my people need it. And so like she has this like moral superiority concept, like thing her the whole show. And I'm like, no, honey, you're lying to yourself. You're just space Hitler and you're just bisexual. You're just bisexual and you think that, no, fuck off. It's fine. Like, oh, I'm, I'm Reg. You don't know how, because when I asked you that genocide question forever ago, I was like, I know how I'm going to segue into a thing. And then you were like, you're just space Hitler. And I was like, oh, finally, we are just doing Warhammer 40k. Thank God. Literally. <laughs> Again, season one. How do you think the th how do you think the three hundred people up on the ark who end up getting cold die? Can we guess? Can we guess? Is it Ooh. is it the nuclear option? They get locked inside of a room and they suck the oxygen out of it. And there's like windows and they watch. It's fucked. So like again, yikes! Big content warning. Genocide. Holy shit. Even one of my favorite characters definitely nearly gets, like, literally strung up from a tree for a crime he didn't commit. And I'm like, uh, what if we didn't do that? They don't, luckily. But, like, uh, holy shit. Like, they are not afraid to go there. You Because, you, again, you're like, oh, this is a CW show. They're not going to go there. They fucking go there. They don't give a shit. Full Riverdale. Like, bat shit. <laughs> so, for an OC... They're two big archetypes, so we, we definitely have to start by choosing, is our person a grounder, or are they a, like, a, are they a sky crew person? Like, adults are rare, so, right, like, so instantly, like, instantly no adults, please. Thank you. <laughs> so my first instinct hearing this is going, well, you have, like, these, like, interesting, like, like the, the place my brain wants to go is to the indigenous characters because it seems like you have this whole like this whole culture that exists there that's like a major part of the like political ecosystem of that show and is largely like unacknowledged not like not like largely integrated into the core cast well, and that's interesting as of season two but yeah you're correct um even when they do become integrated they either some of them assimilate to like sky crew culture and, like, some of the Sky people go end up being grounders. Like I was saying with Octavia, she ends up just being a tree crew person. So, like, there are the clans, and there are 12. We can stick to the pretty main ones if you guys, like, have an idea. Essentially, each clan is literally based on their environment because this is a sci-fi. What do you want from them? So, like, right. <laughs> can, can you guess where tree crew lives? <laughs> In the ocean. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Devin. 
I think that's the Luata Kilron, but like, I also can't pronounce that. They live on an oil rig because that's fucking boss as shit. I mean, yeah, you know, the the sky people come and they're like, hi, please give us your young. We're going to take them to these schools in Canada. Don't ask us about the mass graves. It's fine. Oh, Oof. yeah, yeah, yikes, yikes. Oh, my God. It- <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I do think it's funny that Amber was like, I want to do an indigenous because when you were, when you were giving me the setup all the all the way back at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm doing a I'm doing a sky person because my favorite character in Lord of the Flies is the kid who when they get on the beach is like, I'm naked <laughs> because my favorite person in the apocalypse is the one who's just like, no, I get to do whatever. This rules. That's and Octavia. Just... Octavia is literally, literally second episode, second or third episode. She's like, I'm a strip and I'm I'm skinny dipping. And it's like, you're not wrong. That's who she is. And I'm like, yes, queen. I love, I love you so much. I love just hedonism bot in the apocalypse who's like, welcome to my fuck cave. The only rule <laughs> is we fuck. <laughs> Bellamy definitely has a fuck cave. Oh my yes. gosh. He definitely has a fuck cave, and so does Clark, because she has to pretend that she's not fucking one of the people, because she's definitely fucking somebody's boyfriend. And I'm like, ooh, messy. (laughs) If I was gonna, if I was gonna talk about Clark in one word, I would just say messy. Oh, I love that we can't escape high school drama, even in the apocalypse. It's still like, hey, so yeah, I know we just nuked a small village, but I'm also uh, I'm also fucking your best friend. Don't, please don't tell. It'll make things really awkward over dinner. <laughs> and also, I'm fucking your guys' leader. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie poopsies. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm going to Captain Kirk this, all right? I will find peace through my penis. She- Okay, Bellamy definitely does at least once, and Clark definitely does, because she's just like, hi, I have a magic vag, and I would like peace, thanks. And then they become the 13th ground clan. and so Yeah, like, I have a magic vag, too. So, like, technically, they become one of, like, the things, because there's, like, different... There ends up being different factions of Sky People, like, they split into two. You're either pro-grounder or anti-grounder, and it's the same thing with the grounder people. So, like, that's why I'm like, we have to start with like one type or the other. So if we're going grounder, we have to choose, does our grounder want peace with the sky people or want to mark them? And that's a good place to start for sure. I'm pro having grounder who wants to murk because we didn't cover this in the Steven Universe episode because I hadn't got that far, but we were one episode away from my favorite character who's Bismuth because Bismuth is a violent revolutionary who's like, no, I want to kill the 1%. And I'm like, you're rad, Bismuth. Don't murder Steven, though. He's a child. That's not good. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Okay. So, like, yeah, I... so many clans. So, like, we can, if we want to make it basic, we can just choose Tree Crew because that's, like, our, our, like, basic clan. Asgata is essentially Russia. They live in the ice, and they're, like, they're a big bad as well. But one of our main characters that we, ends up being a hero comes from them. So, like, that's not off the table either. So, like, do we want them to be from, like, Pennsylvania, which is where Tree Crew is? I like (laughs) violent indigenous snow Russian. That sounds like a fun time. Okay, fuck yeah, Asgata. So, Asgata is very fun. We can call them Ice Nation if you don't feel like pronouncing that because it's the, that's like the translation. 
So they're north, and they're essentially Canada people. Canada in the sense of, like... They live in Canada, not in the fact that they're nice. They're assholes, for okay. sure. Okay. In terms of, like, okay. geographically, they're in Canada. Got it. Here's yeah. my pitch. Here's my okay. pitch. Reggie, you can fight me on this. We're I Since will. we're doing the, the icy apocalypse, <laughs> man, what if... It's just Ivan Drago from Rocky Four, but plopped <laughs> into the 100. Okay. If you, if you, if, That's fucking stupid. If you put white paint on his face and, like, some scarring to represent his city, then, like, yes, I will allow it. Because he reps this shit. All the Asgated people have, like, uh, ritual scarring. Actually, all of, most of the grounders have tattoos or scarring. But, like, to represent their clan. So, like, the, um, if I remember correctly, the Asgata people are, like, just scars and then, like, white paint when they're feeling fancy. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, but also right, they're the- sick. Yeah. So, they're- so, so, the Ice Nation is purely, mirito- like, they're super militaristic. Like, the blood must have blood. They never come out of that. So, our person, we have to decide, is our person going to be, like, their group? Where they are, like, super, like, gung-ho, like, let me merc some people. I think we said yes. Or are they more like, I'm a spy who also helps merc people, but quietly? Because those are the two options with Asgata. I was thinking big aggro, I murder people. But then we do the thing where as the story progresses, they go through change. But right now, I just want, you know, they're a bare-knuckle boxer who's out here punching ghouls in the fucking wasteland. It's just Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, so this is very yes. different tonally than the rest of the than the rest of the show that you're describing here. I just want to like acknowledge that, right? That, that this is like a very very dark show, and then we have this fucking clown shoes. OC oh, okay, okay, like... okay, okay, okay. Let, let let me let me jump in. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Ivan Drago. So Ivan Drago is a very tragic character whose uh, autonomy and choices and decisions of life are robbed of him. And the one moment he gets to make towards the end of the movie is saying, "I fight for me." He rejects the Soviet Union. It's not about that. It's not about the machinations of nations. It's about one man's drive. He becomes. Rocky in the first movie and he wants to prove that he can do it but he can't he loses in the end the one decision he gets to make he fails and then he goes home to Russia and becomes a failure because I saw Creed 2 and he's a shell of himself so I say Ivan Drago as a joke but Ivan Drago is more than a joke he's a man and he fights for himself and this is what he knows and this is what he's comfortable with god damn it Honestly, that works really well. I'm just going to say it, Amber. That works really fucking Does it? well. Okay, great. If, if that works really fucking well, then let's do it. Okay, so other things that... Okay, so does our person kill for survival? I think our answer is yeah. Like, I'll kill for survival. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that seems clear. Yeah. Okay. The next one is, do they kill for mercy? So if they see somebody who is dealing with a very, very bad death, are they the kind of person who is going to stab them in the stomach and say, like, your fight is over? Which is the nice way to do it, apparently. <laughs> what a weird framing. What a weird, like, way of framing a character. But, like, what a good... I, like... It's not wrong. It just... It's not it's, wrong. It, Anyone who's <laughs> seen the show will say, like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of, like, will would this person shoot me in the head if I was being poisoned? from the weird gas in the woods. 
And if the answer is yes, they're on one side of the fence. And if they try to drag me back to camp and heal me, they're on the other side, you know? I think our dragon off would mercy kill, but is emotionally stunted and would only do it if you ask first. Like, he'd look and kind of be like, hmm. But if they don't say nothing, he's not He's not going to make the step. You got to be like, oh, please, catchphrase that lets me know I want mercy kill. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Well, Stab. yeah. Okay, and so do we share, like, does he share his resources or does he keep them away from other people no matter what? Because that's another thing, like, do I share my bread with you or do I go into your village, steal your bread, and then hoard it? Like, because that's another big, like, you know. I think maybe we're working at this a little bit backwards. I would like to start with, (laughs) like, uh, I mean, not like we've already gotten through ways, but I think in order to know whether or not our character would share bread to like understand like what is the what is the main driving force what does this character's want and need that are that are happening in this story right what is what is driving this character to be the asshole that they apparently are a lot of it is going to be do i think that ice nation deserves to run the grounder like run all of the grounder clan coalition thing or do i am i really focused on getting these sky people to go the back where they like go back where they came from and get off my goddamn land shakes fist so that yeah, <laughs> yeah i want i want Dragunov to be shaking his fist at those goddamn sky people and that really Fuck works them, because ice nation fucking hates sky crew and they don't part of their big arc season three spoilers um, is that they actively are like, we will not allow Sky Crew to join our coalition. And actually, in fact, we're going to leave if you don't make us your leaders. And so I think that would make a lot of sense for our character to be like on that side where he's like, no, fuck these Sky people, get them the fuck out of my face. And actually, I think our crew is the best. We the best. I'm sorry. <laughs> DJ Callan moment for no reason. No, you're right. I you're totally right. I think then in that case that it makes sense for our character to like to like make that distinction based on like who is who else is in the room, right? On like Yeah, okay. On like both who is like both who they're like helping and hurting, but also like who is going to watch them do it, right? What kind of like a message they're going to be sending out into the world, etc. Mhm. And there's definitely another thing where, like, each person has their shtick. Octavia is an assassin, and, like, Jasper's the chemist, Clark is a medic, you know, and it just keeps doing that. John Murphy is a miracle rat baby who flees sinking ships and steals what he needs. You you (laughs) do what you can, right? And so, like, we even get, like, the eventual archetype, like, Clark is the heart and Bellamy is the brain. And so we have, like, that kind of dichotomy as well, like, is this person... Like, is this person thinking with their heart or their brain? And, like, the show definitely kills one of them, and we learn which one wins in the end. You guys want to guess whether uh, the brain or the heart wins, according to the 100? Uh, I'm guessing brain. I was going to go with heart. I feel like the show that has a main character do a Hitler is going to leave you a little sad at the end. Granted. Yeah, and sorry, it is a CW I'm show. Spoil, I'm gonna spoil the whole show, and but everyone already knows this because there was a big thing about the actor getting forced off the show. But they choose Clark in the end. They literally have Clark point blank 
shoot him, like, shoot Bellamy in the heart because she is his heart, you know? Like, it's a whole thing. So, like, in the end, like, the emotional side wins is what the show is telling us, not, like, the, not the people who are, like, really just going by, like, well, if we do this, this, and this. Instead, we get the, well, fuck it, I'm pulling the lever. (laughs) So, like, I guess. Oh, are we gay? That's a good question. It's it's the apocalypse. We're fu- it's it's our bare knuckle boxer. He fucks who he wants. Yeah. All, all are equal in the eyes of Dragunov. It's it's the Lord Dio <laughs> thing. It's the Drake meme where you're like no, and it says men no, women no, and then it's the point to it yes, and it says whoever I Dio deem worthy of my dick. It's that. <laughs> like like each character you're like okay what level of gay are you and did you fuck bellamy yet bellamy is actually straight which is a miracle i'm like how did how does this boy fuck so much all of these women are gay uh (laughs) but it's fine he figures it out go bellamy uh oh my god (laughs) i'm sorry i'm gonna lose it for a little bit because just like literally this is what we had you on for you're so good This is so good because, like, honestly, there's only, like, three or four gay men that we see. And honestly, they handle the gay thing so good. The gay thing. Hi. The gay thing. I want you guys to know that I am gay. Please. It's fine. Um, I just can't speak words. Um, (laughs) Um, uh, They're lying to you. Uh, He's heterosexual. I would know. (laughs) Don't trust his lies. But, like, it's literally, like, Clark starts off by fucking a guy, and then eventually is fucking a girl, and nobody says shit. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Because every other show where there is a bisexual, they're like, oh my god, a girlfriend? Like, they always do that stupid thing. And the other show that I was thinking of doing for this was Lost Girl, and they are the same way. They're just like, oh yeah, two girls kissing? Yeah, whatever. But, like, I want to kiss her, so I'm sad. Like, it's not like I'm mad that girls are kissing. It's like, I kind of like her, too. Like, what's up? Yeah, it's, <laughs> so- it's, it's, it's She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Bo has two dads, and you're just like, neat. Exactly. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. And, like, they gave a character a disability, and, like, it's, like, it's, like nobody's like, oh, yeah, we really can't have Raven around because, like, she can't, like, obviously the apocalypse isn't fucking accessible, so Raven's always, like, fucking stuck on the ship. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, we we don't really want Raven around, which is, like, definitely a big fucking thing that other shows do, and... No, Raven's so your fucking we, engineer. Like fuck we you. We don't do we don't do the thing where uh Q two uh, cube two the hypercube where we have the blind lady and at some point the asshole character's like leave her behind. I'm not dragging her up the cube. Remember cube two hyper time? Nice cube two hypercube reference. My favorite Good pull on that, that one, Devin. My favorite part of that movie is the character who turns psycho, like becomes a cannibal for no fucking reason. But it's one of my favorite line reads because he has like a knife up to a dude's neck and he goes, "I'm fucking starving, Daryl." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's no, it's literally like she like even at one point she says like the 
you know, like the, oh, leave me behind. And everyone's like, absolutely the fuck not. You're a fucking engineer. You're literally the smartest fucker in this whole building. We're dragging your ass up these fucking stairs. Like, it, like, I'm like, okay, damn, fuck. You know, like, she gets saved at all moments. And, like, she's like, I'm kind of mad about it. And, like, as someone who is chronically in pain, and people are like, oh, like, can I get you an aspirin? Like, I get it. She's always fucking mad at people doing that. Like, that's definitely a thing. But at the same time, no one's like, well, we should just, like, I don't know, leave her behind? No one ever says that because she's fucking Raven Reyes. And, sorry, I love her so much. It's fine. You can cut out the whole Raven Reyes rant if you would like. I you know how little we cut out? Okay. <laughs> oh, another very, like, a very important thing for all characters in the 100 is, do I die? And how fucking gruesome is my death if yes? So does our character die? And how fucking fucked up is the death? It's <laughs> a good question. And also, I... I will I will say that battle royales are not off the table. There are at least six battle royales. How the fuck? So is our character <laughs> is our character a literal boxer? <laughs> well, that's how they choose their new leader. Is via battle royale. They just shove two people in a pit, hand them some knives, and say fucking go for it. Before so, we get into the death, I would like to yeah. to do a little bit of dimensionality to our bare knuckle boxer Dragonoff. That is, I'm just going to go with that. Absolutely. But I, I think Dragonoff is a bit of a softy, but knows that he comes from this hard ice people. So is very pick and choose when to be soft. It's very much who's in the room. Like if it's no one. He'll be nice to a kid and be like, here's my bread. I'm, I'm a brick shit house. I can skip a day. But if there are like people around, he's going to be a hardened jerk and just do the, if he dies, he dies. But you know. I, can he have that accent, please? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will break you. That one, the, the, yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, they just ignore the fact that everyone has different accents because half of the actors are Australian. It's fine. We sh shut up. Yeah, it's the thing of like Samwise, Frodo, Merry, and Pippin all have different accents, even though they live like three blocks away from each other. It's fine. It's it is true. It literally is like three blocks. <laughs> We're stupid Americans. We can't tell the difference. It's fine. <laughs> Ooh, usually their facial scarrings mean something. So like, if we. If we have, like, a background for him, usually they get their scars when they become, like, a full-fledged, like, I am, for sure, like, a member of this clan. I have earned my fucking literal stripes on my goddamn face. So, like, that would be also a good thing to explore. Like, how old is he? Like, is he one of the 17-year-olds? And as we age him up in the show, he earns his scars by the time he's, like, 20-something, you know? It's that scene in AVP where the predator takes the fingernail of the alien and gives the light-skinned chick a little scar on her cheek, and everyone went, this is the best alien movie. Holy fuck. <laughs> AVP fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck Devin is talking about right now. That's Wait, the way the podcast is, honestly. Alien vs. Predator. You've never I've seen never seen Alien vs. Predator? Predator? I've never, yeah, fuck you. I've never seen Alien vs. Predator. 
It's the best Predator movie. Fight me, everyone. That movie's awesome. The only Predator movie that I've seen is the Shane Black movie. I've seen uh, Predator 1, 2, and like the first half of Shane Black. And AVP, the best Predator. Oh, it's so fun. The there's there's a part where like bodybuilder Predator grabs a xenomorph by the tail and just slamming it into buildings. And you're like, how can anyone be mad? It's called Alien vs. Predator. And I'm getting sick Alien vs. Predator combat. And it's not as stupid as cowboys versus aliens <laughs> oh well you know what i was just thinking is like our person doesn't have like their like my like this is what i do to help support this group of main cast please don't kill me please don't kill me but you honestly like i Devin, i think you honestly hit it like i think our person is a grappler so like yeah we yeah we don't have like a Octavia's an assassin, but, like, that makes her, like, a rogue. Like, no, we need a fucking, like, tank-ass grappler. Just a fucking pugilist. Yeah, like, we don't really have a tank. I think we made the tank. Yeah, yeah we have we have our brick shit house Swedish man playing a Russian. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> this is... Ooh, that was a cackle and a half. Woo. So... <laughs> I can't wait for uh, my friends here to just hear me cackle for a half hour with my uh, Hoosier friends, so that'll be fun. Gotta throw uh, in an Opa Walmart and a midnight trip to Walmart. I tried to exp- I've tried to explain a lot of Indiana things and have gotten a lot of blank stares, and I'm like, oh shit, we are podunk. Uh, I can't fine. fucking believe I'm your Hoosier friends. I'm so upset. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm upset because it's true. <laughs> because, like, I thought that I honestly, like, I've been here for, like, however many months, and I thought that everyone was going to be like, hey, I'm walking here. They're not like that at all. They're actually kind of bougie. And I'm like, wait, so I've been practicing this fake Italian accent for this whole year leading up to this move for nothing. <laughs> but I will tell you that I did definitely do a i'm walking here situation like two days ago where i definitely this dude's telling me to cross the street i'm like pointing at the cars turning he's pointing at me to t cross the street so i'm like you know what fuck it i'm gonna hit just to show this guy right which is a very new york fucking mood so i start to cross the street and nobody stops they just keep turning and i point to that happening flip him off and then continue crossing the street and i'm like oh I'm a real New Yorker now. I just passively aggressively got into a traffic fight. Perfect. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but that's actually some very normal shit for you to do from before uh, <laughs> from before you moved to New York. I've just found my people, Amber. I found my people. <laughs> <laughs> because if I did that in Ohio, the person would have got out of the car. <laughs> yeah, we've got open carry laws back home, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't do that in Indiana. I would have, like, it would have been a whole mess. Sorry. Another tangent that you can just cut, cut right out. Which we Boy. can, but won't. Which you won't. But either way, New York is great. Also, our man is Swedish, right? Great. Back yeah, on track. Our, um, our, our what do they dress like? What do people? Boxer. What do people dress like in the show? He dresses like a, a fucking thought. He's like, listen, I found protein and a barbell press in the post-apocalypse. Everyone is going to see it. I'm on a CW show. Do you know how little carbs I'm eating to be here? So, but like wardrobe-wise. Wardrobe-wise, it is literally just based on are you Sky Crew or are you a grounder? So the grounders are big into leather, fur, 
and it, it's all piecemeal. Like, nobody's wearing, like, this is my nice leather jacket. It's like, here's my piece together out of five different colors of leather jacket, and I'm wearing this five different colors of fur over it because I'm stylish, and my hair hasn't been washed ever. I have dreads. It's fine, and it's a mess. But, like, it's definitely, like, a just, like, white people with greasy hair situation. And it's, you know, like, I mean, okay, can I just say all white people dreads are disgusting? And Yes, they are. They're bad. They're bad for your hair. They smell bad, and they look bad. Don't do it! But, like, because to me, like, it's locks, but on a white person, I'm like, no, that is dreadful. Those are dreads. Ew. But essentially, everyone has the half-up, half-down hair. Literally everyone who is a grounder and it's just dirty and it's clumped and it's bad. We have somebody who's wearing a half ponytail because that is required. Oh, the girls wear dirty braids and the guys just kind of like, I don't know how they hold their hair up. I've never looked at the back of anyone's head during a fight scene. I should, but like everyone has a fucking ponytail situation, like the half up, half down. And I'm like, nobody in the apocalypse is like, I should keep my hair all the way up. So it doesn't get this fucking dirty. I I think a rugged fight man is like, no, short hair. Because if I have have a ponytail in a fight, they can grab it. I I buzz this with my dull knife. Can we please have someone with like shoulder length is like the minimum. But like even like the Sky Crew people, like some of them have like the I'm a frat boy shaggy hairstyle. And I think that level would still fit in the show. If you buzz cut him. Maybe, like, he would either have to be fully shaved, or, like, he would still have to have some shag, or he would still I was, out. I was no thinking fully shaved. Like... You think fully I think, shaved, yeah, okay. Like, just give them a distinctive silhouette as opposed to the rest of them. It's maybe a little bit overdone, but that's fine, oh, I don't no. care. Lincoln also, that's another grounder, he's also bald, but, like... It's fine because everyone else has the same fucking hairstyle, so two people can be bald mother. Like, it's fine. We can have two bald people. We can have two bald people in this show. That's not possible. If two bald people exist, how do I know which one is or is not Johnny Sins? (laughs) Okay. They also. Okay, let me me sell you on more things. So, yeah, wardrobe wise, he would need to be wearing some kind of leather getup, but he can choose. Is it loose? Is it something form-fitting with, like, the little, uh... What are the gores? I think they're called gores when they have, like, the little extra fabric. Sewing you two I don't people. Know. Get in the comments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Henry Cavill on set of The Witcher wherein my trapezius muscles keep ripping my jacket. And it's such a problem. It's so hard yes. to be so jacked and attractive. Absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly what I think this per Like, that is what our Dragonov person is wearing. I think he, I don't think he wears the multiple layers. Like, some people wear the multiple layers while they're fighting, and others take off a layer to fight, and I'm like, no. Our guy comes in prepared, he has one layer on. He does, I don't think he, the Asgata people mostly have the fur, because, like, it's cold. But it's fine, you're in fucking forest territory right now. Take the fur off. Like, I don't think our guy would be the kind of guy who would wear multiple layers in a fight. You know what keeps dragging off warm in the snow? The fact that he's doing six squats. He's squatting (laughs) with a tree. (laughs) I love him so much. He can be one of my trash sons on this show. Can we give him a mustache, but like not like a 
good one. Like, not oh, like yeah. a Teddy Roosevelt mustache. Like, he's trying to do a Teddy Roosevelt mustache, but he is a teenager, right? He has to be, yeah. And, like, maybe he gets to, like, it gets to fill out a little bit over the course of the show. But just- as of his first appearance, um, as as of, the, like, season two, it's absolutely just, like, a wispy little Timothy Chalamet-looking thing trying I its best. I love it. I also have one of those mustaches, and, like, we try it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but Jasper is in the show, and he has, like, the wiry, like, goatee teenager situation and i think yeah i think a wiry like pitiful mustache is very fitting because again perfect he's only he's only gonna be like 17 so he'll grow into his big mustache later on it'll be fine yeah our point is to watch these people grow and decide whether or not they're willing to kill their own family in order to survive come on all right do we have sometimes yes (laughs) Is there a, is there a naming convention? Is it just like normal people name? Is like for the grounders? Yeah, it is there's... shove as many weird re- letters to pop. Like usually they like it short. Some of the as get as people. Um, we have Naya, Rowan. You know, like nothing too too crazy. I think Antari is as as well. Like nothing that's gonna make people go like oh like big sci-fi energy like no it's so boring also i think the one yeah echo echo is the main asgata person we see throughout the whole series and her name's echo oh i love dollhouse exactly right that's what i thought i was like hmm somebody's seen some eliza i can't pronounce her last name but i love her i'm sorry eliza dushku i try i'm like i'm like dushku but i'm like that can't be right that can't but it was it was right narrator voice i I love her so much but yeah so essentially pick three or four letters shove them together and you have you have an asgato person i mean their fucking leader is named lexa there's no effort here but then they give like the sky people like oh and this is finn and bellamy like no no it's not fuck you Okay, so it feels like it wants to be something with a V in it, just like, because we're doing Ivan, so... Yeah. Um, what about, like, Vigo? Oh, that's really good. I like that a lot. It fits with the convention, because, like, you're supposed to have, like, an O or an A in there to be Asgata, like, and it has the V. It's still four letters, because, like, Asgata can't spell past that, I guess? I don't fucking know. I like Vigo a lot. First try. Nailed it out of the gate. Boom! Also, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. no, absolutely, right. But it's it's perfect still, I think. Like, that's a good name. Sorry, complimenting myself? Oof. No, you're right. <laughs> Yikes! That's, Reg, 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 bestie, buddy, friend. That's all Amber and I do on this fucking This <laughs> This is just us <laughs> six sucking our own dicks for usually 45 minutes, but in this case, twice that amount of time. I'm sorry I talked for so much. You will definitely need to cut out the Raven Reyes rant. But nope, also standing. But also, like, it's one of those shows where they're like, yeah, our two main characters are white, but also, fun fact, all of the cool characters are not. And you're like, yeah, okay. Thank you for that, because mostly CW shows are like, how many white people can I fit into a room? Spoilers, oh. the answer is all of them. The answer is 50, right? And for this one, they're like, Nah, fuck it. What? How many? Like, just anyone. You, you off the street. Come here. You're forty. 
fucking yeah you can be a teenager let's get in here it's definitely like it's no it's no grease level stuff but like bellamy is definitely a 20 year old at the beginning of the show so yeah it's, we'll just, it's one we'll... of the things of like you watch sam raimi's spider-man and it's like tell mcguire i'm in high school and i'm like no you're not you're a, you're paying taxes and then you watch spider-man <laughs> homecoming and you're like i buy that these kids look like kids exactly and it's like 50 50 like some of them are toby mcguire and you're like I'm sorry, is that man allowed on this set? He's a little too old for this. <laughs> so, it's it's like, it's very, it's, yeah. I Again, I appreciate it. Like, they didn't have to give us such a treat. Again, nobody's like, oh, race is a problem. Instead, it's more like, oh, you were born on the ground? Fuck you. Which is like... I'm, I'm sky racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's different enough that it's not, I'm like, thank God. Because, like, some, like, they could have done both, and I'm like, no, please, don't. And they never did, what a, like, thank God. What an because... even more depressing apocalypse where it's like, yeah, we've fucking nuked the planet, still have to deal with racism. Honestly, I'm like, like, you can have teenagers decapitating each other, but, like, come on. We're still racist in the year, like, 21-whatever? Like, no, please, don't make me watch that. I'm here to have a good, rip-roaring, murderous time. Like, goddamn. Um, so, yeah. They I just want to this... watch all of the genocide and nuclear fallout and teenagers killing each other. Like, come on. Good old wholesome family fun. I would not watch this with your family. It's de it's definitely like or like Orange is the New Black energy where you like it's like you're the first episode in and you're like, oh god, these prison people fuck. These prison people are fucking and it's explicit. Uh, but it's not explicit because it's the CW. But still, like it's so frequent that you're like, I can't. My parent can't watch this. And remember that the show's from like 20 like 14. So I definitely was like baby when this came out and we're like, oh my god. Please don't come in the room. Please don't come in the room. And then it's like, oh, they're making out. Please don't come in the room. Uh, <laughs> so it's fine. You can cut that out, too. <laughs> Do you need us to cut that out? Will you be upset if we don't cut it out? No, I don't care. I'm just, like, looking then at it's the time going, in. like, you can Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, so we have Vigo, our muscle, um, muscle man. Yeah, so usually what we do at this point in the show is that we each come up with one extra, like, character trait of that character just to, like, make them feel a little bit more fleshed out, give them a little bit more dimension. We just each come up with one additional thing. Yeah. Right, I'll go first. I, I got mine. So uh, Go for it. Our, our, go for our it. Our closet sweet boy Vigo, you brought up the mustache, and I would like it, like, by season whatever their last one is. Seven. Like, episode two. I meant for the character, not the show. I remembered seven. But, like, oh, second episode into whatever season they do or do not die, there's no mustache, and they don't bring it up for a while. And then, like, episode five, it's like, what what happened to mustache? And he's, like, tried to impress girl-like, but she said mustache was lame, so he's shaven now. <laughs> oh, we love a teddy bear who wants to get the girl. <laughs> Amber, you go, ooh, you go next, because I definitely talk too much. I'm still gestating. Ew. <laughs> Any other word. I'm still feeding. Uh, okay. Sorry. Like, that, like, gesticulate. Those words just upset me as a brand. As they That's should. Like, uh. You're right. 
I was gonna add something, I would definitely, like, sure he's a brawler, but everyone has to have some kind of weapon. Like, that's just a thing. And one of, like, the categories of weapon is random piece of metal with, like, leather wrapped around it for a handle. And I feel like Vigo is definitely, that's his weapon of choice. Like, he has a scrap piece of metal with some leather, and he's gonna chop a bitch down with it, and it'll be fine. Do you think Vigo ever does the thing, a broken glass duct tape deathmatch, where you just, you cover your hands in a sticky substance and you put it into the trash can full of broken glass and then you just start punching people? Absolutely. It's the apocalypse. Literally all of their towns are messy and broken down and everything's covered in rebar. You know he just picks up a piece of rebar at least one. Actually, no, that's spoilers. I've contained so- myself. I want for Vigo to be a violinist. I love and, that. Like, it's really hard to find a violin, right? So it's like, that has to be like a subplot that we have, maybe. Or maybe it's just like a little piece of his character that he like does a lot of like scavenging or whatever it is they do to like find mm-hmm. and repair violin pieces. Um, and then mm-hmm. we get to, like, have occasional, like, surprisingly solemn moments where this ordinarily goofy character is playing a violin. And, we definitely, and yeah, experiences feelings about it. Thing. And we definitely have a piano in later seasons, randomly. But it's definitely, like you said, it is a scavenge situation where, like, you open up a bunker or, like, an underground whatever, and you're like, huh, violin, that's mine now. Ooh, I have a question. I have an answer. Uh, for the group collectively about the violin thing, do, are they just like, no, I play the violin? Or are they doing a Bakugo thing where it's like, I want to be part of the group, but I still want to be tough. So like, it's like, Bakugo, we're going to play the music at the festival. And Bakugo's like, no. And they're like, come on, Bakugo. And he's like, fine, but only if we kill them with our music. <laughs> Absolutely. Devin, I don't understand this reference. I'm so sorry. I will. I'm, I will. I, 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 I will play violin, but only if it is to kill opponents. They they will weep from beauty of violin. I love that because it's definitely yeah. Like I, also, I'm writing high off of context clues, Amber. You just sometimes you just go learn to roll. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I love I love Bakugo, and they all have to consistently trick him to do the thing because they know he wants to, but they know he won't admit it. So they're just like, oh, are you a pussy, Bakugo? And he's like, no, I'm going to hang out now. I love you. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's pretty good energy. I look, I love Vigo. Aw. He definitely would be a trash son because I feel like we would definitely start with him as heel. Just like, oh, I'm killing your people and you're watching me do it? Oops. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie, snapped neck of dirty Skyman. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, he's just like, yeah, so about your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he has a moment where he's really trying to be an earnest nice, but he struggles with it. So he's like, when I, when I broke the neck of your cousin was thick neck, a very strong, noble man who is now dead. <laughs> I'm not, that definitely doesn't not happen in the show where they're like, (laughs) where they're like, they're like, yeah, sorry for killing your lover. Uh, she, uh, she was a really good fighter. Yeah. Sorry for stabbing her. Friends? (laughs) 
went down like badass. Also, huge cock. Very nice. <laughs> oh my god. My soul has left my body, but in the best way possible. Welcome to the show. Is that all of us? Have we all, have we all given him a thing? Yeah, I think Vigo is as fleshed out as one needs I to be for a CW show. I agree. We have a we have a guy. We have a kind of guy. I'm looking forward to revisiting him and like fleshing out where his story takes him. I like this guy a lot. Yeah, he's a fun one. <laughs> you know what? If I was going to bet, I would bet that he makes it to at least season 5. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Oh. That revisit, the setup and payoff, because now when we get the revisit episode with Reg, Reg will cover the other seasons. So look forward to that. Oh fuckers. my god. No. And they'll be so confused because that they, oh, I can't even spoil it. But like, I, the last two seasons are unexplainable to human eyes and ears. <laughs> Complete batshit off the rails. Makes Riverdale look like child's play. That's a, that's a fucking pitch, <laughs> apparently. Oh god. But I would love to talk about Lost Girl with you guys because shitty Canadian TV is my passion. Apparently, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Like same thing with uh, like the 100. I think that's also Canadian produced and like being human. Also, like everything is. I like Canadians with cheap budgets. Like Orphan Black at the fir- like the first season. Mm, shoe strap budget. We love it. Same uh, outfit. And then one- and then one day, Reg and I are just going to talk about Kingpin and Vanessa for an hour. Uh, oh, Kingpin. Mm. Vanessa's literally, oh, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> mm, I love them so much. They're the best. They're the best couple in Marvel. It's not even a competition. That's absolutely no true. No competition. No competition. No, that's absolutely best. true. S- sorry, Wanda and Vision. Go get fucked. Sorry, Tony and Pepper. Sorry, MJ and Peter. It's fucking Kingpin and Vanessa. Thank you very much. Science maybe if delivered. one of you, maybe if one of you made the conscious decision to punch a blind man in the face, I. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing in season two. <laughs> oh my god! You're not. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> fucking wilson just stops you can see it in his eye like okay now he's talked too much shit i'm going to punch this blind man i don't give a fuck and he does yeah isn't he's like definitely matt murdoch at that point like not even in costume he's just like i'm gonna punch this lawyer right yeah, he's he's lawyering it up. He's uh, he, Matt Murdock's being mad. Vill- You'll never see Vanessa again. He's like, all right, now nah, I I killed a Russian. I'll punch a blind man. <laughs> anything for Vanessa. I would do anything for Vanessa. She's not even my girlfriend. Why not? Oh god, get oh, get that this, shit together. Is... You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Reggie. Uh, this I think has been original podcast. Do not steal. Apparently, a supersized edition. Um, I'm fucking with you. I promise it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I promise. My name has been uh, Amber Autumn. She, her. I've been Prince Devin. And don't feel bad. I once talked for longer about DuckTales and it was a much worse episode. So it's... I love that episode. I'm I'm your guys' like number 10 fan, probably. I don't know how many fans you have. Fewer than (laughs) that. At least three. Okay, well, I'll take a top three spot then. So I would like to plug this podcast. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-huh. 
Good. <laughs> we I support don't even that. do plug your pluggables, but you took it to plug us. <laughs> oh, and oh I've been God. and I've been Reggie. And this has been original podcast. Do not steal. Plug, plug, plug. Always be plugging. This podcast is great. You should listen to it. Oh, catchphrase at the end. That's that's. I don't want to say anything else. That's good. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> outro. Um, outro music. When Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but in a stunning turn of events, we don't talk about professional wrestling. Um, and instead, we just talk about Devin. What are we talking about? This is your job. Christmas extravaganza. Well, no, we're <laughs> no. From the audience's perspective, next week, the thing that we're recording after we oh. record the Christmas ones. Shit, I uh maybe final space, but probably not. <laughs> uh, yet again, you'll have to wait a week to find out. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I hope Bye. you sleep well. I hope that you're. I hope that the monsters under the bed leave you alone. I hope that um your. I hope that your mom and dad call you in like a good way. I hope that they tell you that they're sorry for everything that they did wrong. I hope that. I hope that you make amends. I hope that things go well for you in your life. I hope that you that you come up rich and famous. I hope that you get to suck on. Abby Shapiro's toes. Bye!